Come on and give God a great big praise and give him some glory. Come on and give God a great praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. We thank God for his grace and his mercy. Amen. We thank God for his presence here. Amen. We would like to thank each and every one of you. Amen. For those of you who have been faithful to the past anniversary services the past two nights, come on and give God a praise. Amen. Amen. We thank God for you counting in that robbery. Amen. To come out every night. Amen. And to bless the Lord. Amen. We have had a beautiful time thus far. Amen. And we believe in God for even greater tonight. Amen. Amen. Because I believe God. Amen. That he's going to move in a greater way. Amen. And we just thank God for each and every one. Amen. You put in a lot of hard work. Amen. And it paid off, didn't it? Come on, give God a praise for hard work. Amen. It's a good thing to work hard and then you can turn around and see the fruit of your labor. Amen. Knowing that God has truly blessed you. Amen. And it is, it is a joy. Amen. And surely I believe I speak for Pastor 2. It's a joy and a pleasure, amen, to lead such a lively, beautiful church. Amen. Really encouraged last night as our, amen, really encouraged last night as our Bishop Cummins said, amen, I like that church, a church of excellence. Amen. Talking to his church and telling his church, we got to get it together. Amen. And do it like God has led Mount Olive. Isn't that wonderful? That, to be an example. Amen. Amen. To be an example so that others can look at you and say, I want what you have. I want God to bless me. As long as you're not being envious and, you know, bad about it, but you're thanking God for what somebody else has. Amen? Amen. That's what we need to do. Amen. Just thank God for each other. Rejoice with those who rejoice, right? Amen. Praise God with those who give God praise. Amen. Because you never know when your day's coming. Amen. It don't pay you to look at people and get jealous over what they have and get angry because you feel God hasn't blessed you the same way. Amen. I see children doing that, but we as adults, we shouldn't do it, even though we do. Amen. Amen. We should be grateful in everything. What are we supposed to do? In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Be grateful in your apartment and then God will bless you for with a house. Amen? Amen? Be grateful for your hoopty and then God will bless you with something better. But how can God bless you with something better if you can't even be thankful and grateful for what you have? Amen? Amen. Drive it and be thankful. Amen. Our first car, remember that, honey? A, a 1972 Dodge Dart. Amen. I called it the human tank. Amen. Because that's what it was like. But you know what? I've moved on since then. And God has blessed. And I thank God for it. Thank God for small beginnings. Amen. Come on and give God a praise for small beginnings. 
Amen. Amen. Well, still under our title, it's all about Jesus. Open up your Bibles with me to Psalms 1. Thank God for the word. Amen. We miss our sister and pastor and sister Laverna. Amen. So many on vacation. Amen. It's all about Jesus. See, when we stop concerning ourselves with everything about ourselves and start putting our mind and our focus on Jesus, everything around us will change. Amen. Walking in this Christian life, we have to learn to cast our care upon him, for it's all about him. For he can do, our Lord Jesus Christ can do what we can't do. That's why it's always got to be all about him. When somebody curses you and you have the, the, the decision to make in your mind whether or not to curse them back, you don't because you know it's not about you. In honoring Jesus, you keep your mouth closed. Or if you have nothing good to say, you just be quiet. Amen? Because you know that when you don't curse back, you're honoring him. But boy, let me tell you something. Your flesh is going to give you a battle. You are going to have a fight going on in your mind over what to do. But the right thing to do is to believe and know that it's all about Jesus. It's not about me. My mission is to please the Lord. Amen? Come on and say it with me. My mission is to please the Lord and not myself. See, it's easy to please yourself. You just do what you want to do. The test is not in pleasing yourself. The test is in doing what God said do. That's where the test comes in. So that's why most of us, that's why every Sunday we give you a challenge. A challenge is for you to challenge yourself in the Lord. To do it. Because it's something you don't normally do. Love, believe it or not, is not normal for us. That's right. It's not normal. Because as people in sin, we have a form of love, but you don't truly know love unless you're connected to love. For the Bible says in John, 1 John 4, verses 8 and 16, it says God is love. And unless we're connected with God, we really don't know how to love. We're going about it. We're going about how we feel or how we think we should love. But we really don't know what love is. Amen. Remember that years ago, somebody used to sing a song, I want to know what love is. All they had to do was ask me. I just, take them, I just took them straight to Jesus. Because God is love. And God desires to put all his love, which he has, inside of us through the person of the Holy Spirit. It's all about Jesus. Because he died, because he gave his life. That's why I have a right to the tree of life. I and the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ. God has made me holy through Jesus Christ. All my sins have been forgiven 
through Jesus Christ. I am saved by the blood that Jesus shed on Calvary. It had nothing to do with me. It's all about who? Jesus. Whenever you get tired of that name, something is wrong with you. Because that name is above all other names. And it's to that name that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Every demon shall bow to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Without fail, every one of them will bow to Jesus. Your thought for this week, let the peace of God rule. Again, your thought, let the peace of God rule. See, so this is for when somebody gives you a piece of their mind, let the peace of God rule. You know, folks, folks are good with that. Quick to tell you off. Quick to tell you off. Quick to gossip about you. Let the peace of God rule. Let me tell you something. It wouldn't be a church if somebody didn't talk about you. If you come to Mount Olive looking for perfection, you come to the wrong place. Matter of fact, when you come in here thinking you're perfect, you done messed it up. Amen? The minute our church became unperfected is when you joined. It became imperfect. (laughs) Because there's no one in here perfect. Everybody in here is growing. From the pulpit to the door. And you know what? I thank God that no matter what title you hold, you ain't perfect. You have some growing to do. You have some problems and issues. Amen. So there's no sense in me looking at you like I'm better than you because I'm not. I may have learned to use the word better. I may have learned to have victory in my life, but I am no better than you because I am subject to the same passions. I am subject to the same emotions. I am subject to do the same actions that you do. Amen. People have done things in the, in, in the, in a whim, in an angry, angry moment that they would not have done otherwise, but they made their choice. They made their decision. That's why we got to watch the decisions we make, right? So why don't we make a decision to let the peace of God rule? Let the peace of God rule and let it take over our hearts and our minds so that when we find that next argument brewing up and coming up and we, we can identify, okay, this is going to be a problem. This is going to be an issue. Not jump right into it and say, okay, I can go there with you. I can hang with the best. Let the peace of God rule. Our challenge for this week, not to let the mess make me forget I'm blessed. Again, not to let the mess make me forget I'm blessed. Let me tell you something. You ever walked in a messy house? Stuff everywhere. Some folks walk in their house like this. Don't laugh. I'm talking about my son. That's the way they choose to live. Because they, they haven't learned how to keep things in order. Somebody say order. Look around and tell your neighbor, order. Order. 
they keep mess around everywhere. But you know what? It's bad to have a messy house. It's even worse to have a messy mind. A mind that's never cleaned. A mind that's never renewed. A mind that's never taught to walk in the things of God. A mind that doesn't know when peace must be activated or when we should really live out what God has given us because God has provided peace for us. Listen, it's the peace of God and we should receive it and not reject it and allow the peace of God to work within us. And when the peace of God is at work, it will build us up. It will make us strong. It will help us in the times when we think we're about to lose our mind. Peace. Let there be peace. Like on the ship, when the disciples were worrying about saving their lives and Jesus was in the back of the ship, sleep. Not worried about his life. Not worried about what was going to happen next. But you know why most of us worry? We worry because of the unexpected. We like to know everything that's about to happen. And in life, that's just not possible. That's why the Bible tells us, tells us to be safe, have faith in God. So why? So that while I'm walking through the mess, so while everything around me seems to be in confusion, God can give me peace that I can expect the best to happen even though things are crazy. That's what faith does. Out of, this, out of this mess, I know I'm blessed, so no matter what happens, it all is gonna work out for what? For my good. And whatever happens is going to make me better than what I am today. The things I go through is gonna make me better than what I am right now. Because in life, we're going to go through. In life, we're going to have problems. In life, you're going to have issues. You can't avoid that. You nor I can avoid that. We're going to run into trouble. But it's not that you run into trouble. It's who is holding you during your trouble. Who has blessed you to get through your problem? Who has gave you strength over the confusion? For the opposite of peace is confusion. And I don't know about you, but it ain't nice living in confusion. It's not a good feeling when things around you are confused. It's a very eerie feeling when things around you are all messed up. So I must not let the mess make me forget I'm blessed. Finally, your topic. Stress less. Remember, I'm blessed. Stress less, not stress, stressless, no, stress less, remember I'm blessed. I was looking it up and I was listening to a preacher as he began to talk and I, he began to talk about the things that stress brings up in our life. I sat there with my mind, I was in awe. I was astounded 
at the amount of things that stress can do to our bodies. Saints, let me tell you something. You need to stress less. And remember, you're blessed. Because stress is no good for anybody. And the, and the older you get, the worse it gets. Yes. The older we get, the worse the stress can get for us. I found out that my gray hairs are here because I, I'm a pastor. So I blame y'all for my gray. Huh? No, be quiet, mommy. Listen to the word. She want me to blame age. I'm not blaming age. Amen. Stress will cause you to gray faster. You will gray earlier when you keep a lot of stress in your life. Let me tell you something. Some of us going to realize this and going to come to the conclusion. Some of the people that we mess with and run with, we might need to cut off because they're bringing too much stress into our lives. Some of the things that we are doing, we might need to stop doing those things because it's bringing stress into our lives. I am too blessed to be stressed. And I'm not going to let anybody stress me out. Because I know God called me and blessed me. And because he blessed me, I am not going to be stressed out. But stress is a state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or very demanding circumstances. So now you see why most, most people get stressed on their job. Demanding circumstances makes it a stressful place to work. Some of the people that you work with make it a stressful place to work. It can be, but listen, it doesn't have to be if you're a Christian. Because you don't have to let stress control you. Amen. Come on, say it again. I don't have to let stress control me. Because I'm blessed. I don't need stress. Hmm. Again, a state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or very demanding circumstances. Could be in your marriage, demanding circumstances. Husband and wives sometimes begin to demand stuff from one another rather than pray and ask God, God, help me with this. God, help me to be understanding. God, help me to love. Listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says directly to us. Men, any married men in here? Listen, the Bible says directly to us. Listen, it says, husbands, be not bitter against your wives. Because when you become bitter against your wife, you're allowing stress to control the way you treat her. And you're not going to love her as the Bible told you, as God said you're supposed to. Because the bitterness causes stress, which causes you to love less. Whew, stress. And you know, what I, you know what is so amazing about this? What's amazing about this is that 
all of us can walk into this. Stress on the job, stress in the home, stress with raising the children. Oh man, let me tell you, children could, oh boy. Sister Chastity, you ready? Brother Leo, you ready? Children can get to you, man. But you got to remember who you are in Jesus. Amen? Make the decisions that will make your life better. Make that decision to pray. Listen, again, stress. A a state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or very demanding circumstances. Now listen to the opposite of what it means to be blessed. Endowed with, listen, divine love. Divine favor, divine protection, divine provision, divine power when you're blessed. To be blessed is to prosper. To be, to be blessed is to be, listen, empowered to prosper. That's what you are when you are blessed. You are empowered to prosper. When you are blessed, you are happy. You're happy because you're blessed. A blessed person has no reason to walk around moody or be upset all the time or walk around with your face all disfigured and like you're mad with anybody. Because a blessed person knows that I don't have to let stress take me down. Because I can beat stress. I can beat my mood. I can beat my anger. I can beat having a misunderstanding with people. And all I have to do is learn how to walk in the word of God. Come on and say it with me. I got to walk in the word of God. Come on and say it again. I got to walk in the word of God. Let me tell you something. Stress comes with worrying brings on stress. Worrying brings on stress. And listen what stress brings on. Just a few of the illnesses that stress can bring with it. Do you not know that stress can cause high blood pressure? If you have high blood pressure, it can cause your pressure to go up. Quickly. And stress can be a factor leading to death because of blood pressure. And high, listen, and high blood pressure can lead to stroke, which can also lead to death. I said, Lord, have mercy. Listen to this, what stress can do to the body. Listen what else. Stress can, stress can also cause you all kind of stomach issues. My father, my sister, my brother know it. My father developed an ulcer from stress. It was stress that gave him ulcer. Because he allowed it to get to him so much that it affected his body. 
See, it's a terrible thing when our emotions affect our body. It's a terrible thing when our emotions get so high that it begins to change our life and change us from healthy to unhealthy, from well-being to questionable health. Because that's what stress does. It gives you questionable health. And see, here's what happens. When, here's what happens when you live with somebody that's stressed. When you live with somebody that's stressed, if you're not careful, that spirit will jump on you. If you are not prayed up and caught up in the Holy Spirit, that spirit of stress that's walking, listen, that's walking on your children will eventually transfer itself to you. Now, instead of one stressed person in the house, we got more stressed people in the house because it was one person that brought stress in the house. Some of y'all looking at me like, what is he talking about? Don't you understand? Listen, when somebody gets a cold, the next thing you know what? Everybody in the house got it. What happens when one kid in the school comes in with chicken pop? Everybody in the school get chicken pop. I'll never forget it. We had a young lady over. We was at Bible Crusade, my father-in-law's church. And one young lady, I won't mention her name, for y'all may know her. She came in the church, brought her child to church with chicken pop. Sure did, did she, honey? Brought one child with chicken pop. Next Sunday, seven kids were out with, guess what? All because she didn't take the time to realize, oh, I can't go to church with him. And then we asked her, why'd you bring him to church? Oh, I just thought it was a mark. It's all over his body. And guess, and, and you know what? I, I can tell you, so there's somebody here that can witness to it because Toya caught it. LaToya had it. And seven kids were out of church and out of school for a whole week. And lives were interrupted because somebody didn't think. And it's the same thing with stress. When somebody brings stress into the house, it can transfer to anybody else in the house. But this is why we have to walk in the spirit, not to allow that spirit to enter us. Because I'm not going to be stressed because you're stressed. You're not going to make me angry because you're angry. You're not going to make me want to fight because you want to fight. You're not going to push me into a fight. You're not going to yell at me till I yell back at you. Amen? If one is stressed, ain't no sense in you getting stressed. Because, listen, listen, then when you get stressed, you're defeated because of their stress, not yours. Mm. All kind of stomach illnesses. Stress has been known to be one of the factors before people have a nervous breakdown. I found this out when I became a pastor and going into the mental institutions and they tell us, you know what, what happened to this person? The stress got to them. 
It was at what was going on in their life and at their home was too much. Not everybody's in there because they were born that way. They allow the stress to take over and they allow those spirits to have control over them. They were not walking in the spirit and they allow other spirits to take control and then the next thing you know, they're in a place where they really don't want to be. And all these things, all these things work for our evil, for our bad. Because they're not helping us, they're going to bring us down. But that's why I thank God I'm blessed. I'm blessed with good health. I'm blessed in my finances. Amen. And let me say something. I don't have a $100 bill in my pocket, but I thank God it's well with my finances. See, that's faith. Speaking those things that be not, even though I might not have it, even though it's not in my hand, think I don't see it, but I thank God I have it. Oh, see, that's what I love about that song that Brother Leon was even playing last night. I may not see it, but I hear the rain. I know it's coming because God told me it's going to rain. So even though my eyes don't see any rain, I thank God for it. It's about to rain. Come on and say it with me. It's about to rain. Come on and bless your hands. Give God a hand praise unto the Lord. Give a hand praise unto the Lord. Stress comes from seeking approval. You want people to be happy with you. You want people to accept you. So you get, you're stressed by it because one person don't like you. So you want to leave the church because you're having problems with this one. Why? Why? Why are you stressing over that? Why are you letting that get to you? What does that have to do with you? That's their problem if they don't like you. That's not yours. Amen? Ooh, stop trying to, stop trying to please everybody. Because listen here, you can't please everybody. Listen, I can go to the hospital and see every last one of y'all and miss one person. I ain't no good. They said, do a million things right and everybody loves you. Do one thing wrong and nobody forgets you. I'm not going to put myself through that stress seeking your approval in how I dress. Seeking your approval in how I do things. This is why we always got we always got to put our trust in God. Be confident in him and not look to people because the arm of flesh will fail you. People will always fail you. People will always talk about you. People will always put you down. But God, who loves you, but God, who cares about you, but God, who will encourage you in that time when you need it from him. That's what God will do. He will encourage you, not put you down. He will speak to your heart. Oh, come on, say it with me. If you want to say, Lord, speak to my heart. Come on, say it again. Lord, speak to my heart. Mm. Stress comes from stress also comes from fear 
fearing, as we said earlier, of the unknown. You don't know exactly what's coming. So you're walking fearful now. So now this fear has caused you to have stress. Because I don't know what's going to happen. Mm. Let me tell you what the Lord proved to me last week. The Lord proved to me that I can use other people to bless you. And they can give to you, not because of you, but because of the Jesus that's in you. Ah. And see, when you believe and trust in God, God will begin to show you, I will open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you won't have room to receive because I desire that you be blessed and not stressed. And if I can do it through this one, I can do it again. Yes, last Sunday, Pastor and I was going about it like any other Sunday. We knew we had needs. We knew that there were things that needed to be done. There's things in the church that need to be done. Brother Nick brought us a contractor who's given us some fantastic rates to get things, fantastic rates rather, to get things done in the building. But you know what, Sykes? It takes money. <laughs> you ain't going to no, no contractor and speaking in tongues. He gonna look at you and wait till you finish and say, okay, you got the money? He not taking nothing out the van till you tell him and let him know I got the money to pay you. Oh, but let you know, let you know what God proved to us. God can prove to us that I have ways of blessing you that you don't even know. I can pour it out upon you. Somebody in this church blessed the church and pastor and I with $10,000. Come on and give God praise. Come on and give God praise. See, when you walk the walk and talk the talk, not just walk it, but walk it in the Lord, not just talk it, but talking in the Lord, God who knows your need will supply your every need. And what you need, all you got to do is ask. God never said beg, just ask. Just ask. And people will come and give to you. Press down. Shaking together. And running over shall men give into where? Into your bosom. Because, listen, when you're doing God's work, you shouldn't stress about it. I told the people at Tabernacle this morning, I said, don't, don't ever become a person that complains about what's everybody else doing. Do what you're doing for God. Amen. You know what? Because most people, when they doing something and they look around and they see Rose sitting down, they get stressed over her sitting down and they working so hard. But let me tell you something. If what you're doing is for the Lord, you got no business getting stressed because what Rose is doing and her sitting down. Do what God has called you to do, what you have put your hand to do, and stop worrying about everybody else around you. Amen. 
Amen. I'm not going to tell y'all how many times a week I come to the church to do things. No. Because I know God who sees in secret will bless me openly for what I do. And I'm, your, my blessing is not coming directly from you because God will use the devil to bless me. So don't you ever think that it's your little money holding this church together. <laughs> Amen? Because I done seen it. I done been in ministry for 18 years. I seen people come. I seen people go. But God is still keeping me. And the doors of the church are still open. And the needs are still being met. And the mortgage is being paid. And the electric bill is being paid. And the phone is still on, ain't it? Yeah, it's still on. And the water is still on. I've been there. I've been, I've been there with it. The seven people. I could have chose to be stressed out. Whew. But see, Mother Mercedes, this often happens in this ministry. You know it because you did it last Sunday. Right? It often happens in this ministry that people walk up to you and say, God told me to give you this. What do you mean? I never told you what I was going through. I never told you what I needed. But see, God, who knows your needs, God knows your needs. And see, what's in your heart concerns him. And what concerns you concerns him. And he will bless you because he knows that's what you need. That's what he does. That's what he does. He, he meets us at our needs. And he supplies our needs. Isn't that what the word said in Philippians? What did Paul say? My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. And I ain't never knew God to be broke. Because the earth is the Lord's. The cattle on a thousand hills belong to him. The silver and the gold is his. All everybody that dwells in the world belongs to him. My God is rich. He's not poor. So see, those of you who walk around thinking, I'm poor, I'm poor, I ain't got nothing, I ain't got nothing. You know what? We need to even limit ourselves on saying that. I don't have anything. I don't have anything. I, I believe God. Oh, when I heard Pastor Cummins come in and say it, I said, oh, God, is still going on. He said, I'm still feasting off the last service. He said, I believe God. But see, that's, that's when the word makes impact. And it's hit somebody and just punched a good old impact into them. So now that everywhere they go, they remember that. You're too blessed to be stressed. Why are you stressing over this? God going to help you in everything that you're doing. Amen? Let me tell you, let's go to Psalms 1. Let's look at some things we have to do to make sure that we stay away from being stressed. Look at Psalms 1. It says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth where? 
in the seat of the scornful. Because these are the things that if we stay away from, we know automatically and understand that we are blessed. Because I don't accept bad counsel from bad people. See, I got to be very picky who gives me counsel. <laughs> See, you just don't get on the phone with Cousin Mac from San Francisco and call yourself getting good counsel. No, 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 no. Because let me tell you something. Your spirit will agree with his spirit or her spirit. And then you'll take what they say, but that word was all wrong because that word didn't come from God. See, let me tell you something. You talk to me and pastor, we vow we're going to give you the word. We want you to get the word because the word is the only thing that's going to heal you, deliver you, and strengthen you, and set you free. Because if it's not coming from the word, it can't help you. It's got to come from the word of the living God. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. He doesn't accept ungodly counsel. He doesn't accept bad advice, even though it sounds good to him. Even though it sounds good to her. They, don't, they reject advice that's bad. Even though their flesh will say, well, you know, that's, that's about right. You, listen, oh yeah, you can live with him till he marry you. Yeah, see, then if you live together, you'll keep them till y'all get married. And I guarantee you, y'all won't get married because you're outside of God's plan when you start living with them. That's a marriage that's never going to happen. Because, see, why buy the milk when you got the cow? Y'all help the kids understand that later on. Amen? That's just the truth. Why am I going to the store to buy something I'm already getting? So I got to be careful accepting ungodly counsel. I got to be careful standing in the way of sinners, the way that sinners go. I can't go that way. I can't stand there. Notice the format he gives. The psalmist talks about walking, standing, sitting. Walking, standing, sitting. Because we at first start to walk in something, once we begin to walk in it, then we begin to stand in it, meaning we have taken our position. Anybody getting this? Anybody hear it? See, if I'm walking in stress, I'm going to continue to walk, and stress is going through my mind and going through my mind. I'm going to feel so comfortable in it that my, I'm going to take a position of being stressed. And then after I take my position of I'm going to stay stressed, then I just sit in it because now I'm comfortable in it. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Because all these things just lead you from worse to worse. Where you go from walking in it to taking a position in it to being comfortable in it. And a lot of people who are in their way that they have been habitually doing, they're just comfortable in it. 
and you're having a hard time getting them to see they got to come out of it because they've been doing this so long it seems to them to be normal how many understand see whenever you get to a point wherein something that's ungodly becomes normal to you that's a problem that's a major problem and that's something that we as children of God should not allow to stay in our lives Come on, lift up your hands with me and say, Lord, help me not to stress. Mm. This is why God gives you his word. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to what? But in all thy ways acknowledge who? Him. In everything you do, acknowledge him. And he shall do what? Direct thy what? Mm. Listen, listen. Verse 2. But his delight is in what? In the law of the Lord. In other words, his delight is in the word of God. He does not take counsel from the ungodly. He does not stand with sinners. He does not start scorning people. But his delight is in the word of the living God. It might hurt him. Because let me tell you something. If the word don't hurt, you're a liar. The word is supposed to hurt because the word is not who you are. Who's inside of you, the Holy Spirit, wants you to get the word so that you can begin to live the word, but you won't want the word in yourself. I will reject the word, but the spirit of God within me, in my heart, causes me to receive it. But the me I am, I don't want what God has. Because it's different from what I am. How many understand that? But he's the light. Listen, he's happy and he takes pleasure in God's word. He finds it pleasurable to live according to God's word. It's a pleasure to him to hear God's word. Just like we were talking this morning, the difference between Martha and Mary, when Jesus came to their house and Martha was serving the people and Mary was at the feet of Jesus and Martha wanted Jesus to tell Mary to get up and help her. And Jesus told Martha, he said, I'm not taking away from Mary what she has decided she wanted. You wanted to serve, so go serve. Stay in your stress, because that's what you chose. See here? See that? Jesus didn't even take away Martha's stress, because that's what Martha chose. So Jesus didn't take away from Mary, because Martha made a bad decision. So Martha, you stick with that, and let Mary stay where she's at. Where was Mary? Right at the feet of Jesus, hearing everything Jesus had to say because she sat there to hear his word. How many of us are sitting at the feet of Jesus to hear his word? How many of us are sitting at the feet of Jesus to get a drink of refreshing water? How many of us are sitting at the feet of Jesus to be restored and renewed in our mind by the word of the living God? Because the only way we're going to be healed, we're going to be delivered, is when we sit there at his feet. 
and do not move. <clears throat> because you and I know life is busy. Life can get so busy, you won't even pray. Life can get so busy, you won't even read your word. And then when it comes time at night, you go to read your word and fall asleep with the Bible in your hand and wake up and it's time to go to work. Come on now, let's tell the truth. We all, you've been there. I've been there. You get on your knees to finally pray. And you go to sleep. Wake up at three in the morning to get in the bed to go to work the next day. Come on now. That's just what happens to us a lot of times. When we don't put a priority on the things of God. The best time to pray is when you wake up in the morning after you slept already. The best time to pray is to get up before you go to work and pray. Or pray in the middle of the day while you're still up. While you have your strength. Don't give God the end of your day. You can't pray then. You're sleepy. You're tired. You want to go home and go to bed. And now you want to give God the worst part. Now, listen, you want to give God the worst part of your day, but you want God's best. Because God, I know you got it, but you're still giving God your worst. But you want his best. That's what we do a lot of times. But what about those who take pleasure in his word and in his word do you meditate you think on it you take it to work you think on it you take it to the train station you think on it you think on it as you're on your way to work you think on it as you're at your job no you can't dance and shout on the on on the work on the work uh, floor no don't do that you're gonna get fired but you can meditate ah I don't care how busy your job is, there's always a time to meditate. You can, you can stop and take a bathroom break and meditate. Amen. Amen? His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate both day and night. You begin to think about it so much till it becomes a part of what you say, a part of what you do, a part of how you act because you meditate on it continually. To the point wherein, now when the stress tries to come in, it's banging at the door because it can't get in. Wow. Because God's word doesn't give stress. Listen to what Pro Proverbs says, the blessings of the Lord does what? Maketh what? Maketh rich. And addeth what? No sorrows with it. Mother, stress gives sorrow. And, it, and, it, and, it, and you know what? You fluctuate. You go from angry to sad, to gloomy, to mad, back to angry, back to moody. You know that? It, because that, that stress just caused, it causes a gamut of emotions to just take over. So now you're walking in all of the emotions at one time because I can say one thing to you and cause you to go a different way. And then somebody else can say something else to you that caused you to get down. And then somebody else come to you and you... All because you were walking around stressed. Stressed over bills. Stressed over the children. Stressed because 
God, I'm still waiting on this. You know, even waiting on God, you can get stressed. Man. That, that, that's when, that's when str- stress takes over its worst because then you start blaming God. Then you start, then if you're not careful, your mind will begin to question God's goodness. Your mind will begin to question whether God loves you or not. Is God hearing me? Does God care? That, that's why a lot of times, that's why a lot of times when sickness come in, boy, let me tell you something. When, I don't care what happens, when your body start going down, boy, you start questioning things. God, do you, God, do you even care? It's like, you like them guys on the boat said, Master, care if not that we perish? You laying here asleep? You resting? Stress less? And we're trying to get the water out this boat? Every man on deck, come on, Jesus, wake up. What did Jesus do? He woke up, didn't he? Did, did he start cleaning up water? Did, did, did he look for a light? He is the light. He got up, looked out to nothing. Because you can't see wind. You can't see a storm. Oh, how many know you can't see the storm coming? But you can surely speak to it. How many know you can't see the wind that's hitting you in your life, but all you got to do is speak to it. And when you begin to speak God's word into the atmosphere, when you begin to speak God's word into the atmosphere, the atmosphere will change. And Jesus said, peace, be still. The water calmed. The winds stopped. The rain stopped. All because he spoke into what could have, listen, into what was stressing the disciples out. He spoke into it. He didn't get up aggravated because they woke him up. He got up to show them that I have power over what goes on in my life. I have power over what happens in your life. And then what he wanted them to understand by telling them, oh ye of little faith, you know what Jesus was saying? That you have the same power in your mouth. That you have the same power in your life that you didn't have to wake me up to do this. Why are you waking me up for what you could have handled? But because you don't understand faith in God, you had to get me. And then I show you what trusting God can do. Peace, be still. And everything stopped. I mean, though, sometimes when you're feeling yourself getting under, you just got to stop. Let me tell you something. You got, let me tell you something. In the middle of your argument, just stop. Amen. I, I know you don't want to say amen. To that. Amen. amen. Yes. When in the heat of the argument, just, just stop. And think about it for a minute. Who brought this argument? Who started this confusion? 
And don't look and say your wife. And don't look and say your husband. No, who started that confusion is the one in the atmosphere that you cannot see, who's in the corner watching everything that's happening in the house. The one who is the author of stress. He brings stress and confusion everywhere he goes, and he wants it to be in your house. He wants it to be in your car. I tell the devil, I'm driving home, and we're going to have peace in this car. All right. All right. I'm driving home, and we will not argue. Whew. That's all. That's all. Listen, that would be a good thing for me to get on uh, argument on the turnpike, for real. <laughs> on the turnpike and I take one look, what do you mean? Ah! Y'all laughing. Y'all know how many people done probably got killed being on the turnpike because of getting into an argument and got so mad that they took their eye off the road and it only takes a moment for you to lose, listen, ah, for you to lose focus on what you're supposed to be doing to do something you're not supposed to be doing and then the next thing you know, you dead. Or somebody in your car dead because you wasn't paying attention to what the enemy was doing and what he was trying to bring into your house and into your life. Because that's how he works. He works best at that when you don't see it's him. <sighs> He's the one that wants to bring disagreements into your house. He's the one that wants to bring disagreements into your life. But listen, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. Listen, and he shall be like a tree planted by what? He shall be like a tree planted where? A tree represent anybody that's blessed you got to understand a tree represents strength a tree represents long life because trees live long they say you count the age of a tree by the rings inside of the trunk trees live long and they're strong and when the wind blows the tree will stay because the tree is deeply rooted into the earth but that's the way the child of God is supposed to be in the word of God deeply rooted so that when the wind come now, now nobody say listen the first thing the tree will do when the wind come is bend but he ain't falling gonna come back up when the storm come and hit it, he may bend, but he's going to come right back to his normal position. And the Bible says, he shall be like a tree. That's you, because you're the blessed one. Too blessed to be stressed. Stress less. I am blessed. So when the wind comes by and hits me hard, I'm not... I'm not falling with the wind. I'm not going to fall for what the devil's doing. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to be strong. And God, through this storm, is going to teach me something. Oh, come on and say it with me. I'm making it through the storm. Come on, say it with me. I'm making it through the storm. Say, I'm going to be like the tree planted by the rivers of water. 
See, when you're, the tree is by the rivers of water, the tree always has a supply. It always has its source right there. So the tree is always getting water. So it's always constantly growing and the roots are digging deep into the earth. And the deeper the roots, the harder it is to pull the tree up. Deeply rooted in the word. Deeply rooted in the things of God. Deeply rooted in the life of Jesus Christ. Because I got the supply of water. Because I am a tree. I am strong. I'm planted by the rivers of water. Listen, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. Say it with me, fruit. Come on, say it, fruit. Let me tell you something. God will always bring forth your fruit in the right season. Meaning that you will always produce because your source is right under you, always giving you nourishment, always giving you what you need, blessing you, strengthening you. You ever seen a man in the desert? Does he come out the desert and ask for a steak? You ever seen a man in the desert and he come out the desert and ask for a piece of fried chicken? No, the first thing a man in the desert want, what he wants? water because he knows that water will rejuvenate him that water will renew and restore him let me tell you something you can live off water you can survive without food but you better not try it without water you need water and water is like the word of God. You need the word. You got to have the word. I don't dare any of you try to live off Coca-Cola. Now listen, not even for a week. Your teeth are rot. Your belly would get ate out. All type of sicknesses would come into your body. You'll be like that man who tried to live off McDonald's for the year. Y'all heard about how sick he got, right? Because he thought he wanted to do an experiment and now he's paying for it. Because he wanted to experiment to see how good the fast, listen, fast food. Get it? You got it? Anybody call it? You call it yet, Kirk? Fast food. It's not cooked right. <laughs> All the right ingredients are not in it. Why? It's we got to put it together fast because you got to get it, put it in bulk so a lot of people can buy it. Meaning that there's a lot of stuff in it you don't need and shouldn't even want, but you're still buying it. Stop it and go home and cook. Throw, go home and throw them TV dinners out. You ain't doing nothing but eating a bunch of stuff that ain't got no business in your body all because you're too lazy to cook. Put some stuff in your body that's gonna help you. And no egg, Taco Bell ain't made nobody rich. But the one who's giving you the tacos. Get in the bed after Taco Bell and the pastor telling me, don't get under this couple. 
That just ain't right right there. This ain't no, that ain't funny. Saints, the whole point of it is we need to eat right. We need to drink right. I told a young man, I said, man, stop drinking juice. Stop drinking soda. You need some agua. Get some water in your body. Your body is crying for water. You will eventually realize you'll start messing up your body. I know a woman that was doing so bad, she started bleeding coke. It was so bad, it was all in her blood. Messed up her kidney and everything. On dialysis, why? Because she wouldn't listen. She needed water because she didn't like the taste of water. What's there not to like? It's clear, drink it. In the eye, I don't remember water having the taste, y'all. You need some water. You need the living word. How can we live without a word? Don't you remember the words of Moses? Moses said that this law, listen to what he said. He said, this law is your life. He said, listen to what he, this word is your life. Eat it, drink it, and live. Leave it and die. The one who stressed less is the one who's constantly Drinking from the word and allowing the word to nourish them and help them grow. Because a tree that's planted by the lip by water is always constantly what? Growing. And his fruits come forth in the right season. Why? He's taken in the word. His leaves never wither rye. He's taken in the word. He's always getting that word. And because of that, he's prospering. He's able to feed me and you. And while he's feeding me and you, he's growing. Don't you know, if I'm like that tree planted by the rivers of water, I should be able, I should be able to share my fruit with you. You should see that my leaf is not withering. Ha! That, that listen, I don't just treat pastor in the... In, good in front of you but I treat her like that at home see that's, that's a hypocrite that's a charlatan that's a phony He's, he, she's one way in the church but the devil in a red dress at home and he listen he's one way in the church but a demon in pants at home come on and stand with me Stressless, not allowing things to bring you down, not allowing life to take you over. Come on, say it with me, it's just life. We lose our job. Why? It's life. It's part of life. We get sick. It's a part of life.
But thank God who is our life can give us, he can give us new life. So the problem is not that we got sick. The question is, can we trust God to heal us and not stress over what just happens in life? Because life happens. You can't stop it. I would never counsel any man and woman planning on getting married and tell them, oh, y'all should never argue. I'm a liar and the truth ain't in me. That's false hope. That's false hope. Do you not know that arguing is healthy? When done right, it can be healthy because there's no way me and Pastor are going to agree on everything because we're individuals. So there's going to be arguments. But can we agree to disagree without becoming disagreeable? That's the question. And not allow what's happening in our household to stress us out to the point wherein we're not talking. I'm not bothering with you. I'm walking around in unforgiveness and I refuse to let it go. You hurt me and I'm going to remember it and keep it so then it turns into a grudge so that I'm not walking in the blessings but I'm walking in the stressings. I need to know the difference and I need to understand that God didn't call me to stress me out. He called me to be a blessing to my life so that I can turn around and be a blessing to everybody else around me because that's what it's all about. Blessing God, blessing me so I can bless somebody else. If you want prayer today, wherever you are, raise your hand if you want prayer today. Raise your hand wherever you are if you desire prayer. Raise your hand. Stress is something very common, attacking even the people of God. It's not just the world that goes through, through stress. It's the people of God that go through stress. On a, some, go, some of y'all may even be going through it on a daily basis. But you have to learn how to handle what you're going through and not allow it to overtake you. Come on, Deacon Nick. You want to help him out, Pastor? Amen. I'm not going to walk in stressed. I'm going to remember I'm blessed. I'm not going to allow things to take control of me. Yes, I got this woman on my job who just aggravates me. But why should I allow her to control my day? Why should I allow her to control my attitude? Whoever controls me has power over me. Why should I give you, why have I given you this power? Why will I allow you to have this kind of control over me when I belong to God? And he has made me through Jesus Christ more than a conqueror. I'm a conqueror 
Why be stressed? Why be stressed and be, because I'm insecure? Why can't I be secure in Jesus Christ? And knowing that everything that God created, he made beautiful. Insecurity of the devil. Low self-esteem of the devil. Worrying about what's going to happen next, that's of the devil. Worrying about a future you can't control. Worrying about uncertainty, that's of the enemy. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I'm going to faith it. Not just face it, I'm going to faith it. I'm going to walk in faith in God and not allow these things to stress me out to the point where even if I lose my job, God, I thank you for the next job you're going to bless me in. Oh, I bless you. I just got a bill I wasn't expecting. God, I thank you that that bill is paid. Oh, I may be low on money, but God, I thank you for this wallet that you're going to fill. I bless you for it. For you shall supply all my needs. Sometimes you just got to take your wallet out and pray over it. That's what you need. Just take your wallet out and pray over it. Take, do like Hezekiah did. Take your bills and just spread them out and begin to pray over it. Take the source of your stress and pray over it and allow and watch God move. How many want to see a great move of God? Come on, lift up your hands with your hands lifted up. With your hands lifted up in surrender. Who wants to see a move of God? I'm telling you, God has come to release you from your stress. He's come to release you from your problem. He's come to take your care away from you because he said, I careth for you. I care about what you're going through. I care about what's on your mind. I care about what you think. He cares and he's concerned about you. He's concerned about you. He knows what you're going through, but he wants you to trust him. He wants you to remember that he has blessed you and that he has given you everything you need to survive. And now, let the peace of God, let the peace of God. I'm speaking to you that's going through stress right now, that's having stress in your life and in your body, in your home, in your car, wherever, on the job, wherever the stress is, and the peace of God which passeth all understanding. Shall guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Thank you, God, for your peace. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your blessings. Oh, God, let it overflow. Let it overtake me. Let it lead me into fruitful, fruitful land, oh, God. And we bless you now. We give you glory. We give you glory for we are blessed. We are not stressed. Father, forgive me for the stress I allowed in my life. Forgive me, God, for worrying over things I could not control and worrying about things that I cannot handle. God, I give it to you. I lay it at your altar, God. I leave it before you, Lord. My job, my children, my marriage, my home. Father, I leave it before you. I leave it on your altar. 
Hallelujah. For God, we provide the sacrifice. You provide the fire. Lord, send your precious fire of the Holy Ghost right now and let it consume us and take control of who we are to see more of who you are in us. And Father, we thank you. We bless you, Father. Father, we're giving up stress. We're not going to allow stress to take us over. And Father, when it does come in, we're going to remember the blessings that you have given us and not allow stress to take us over. Now, Lord, as we leave this place, but not your presence, Father, bless the service on this afternoon, Father. Lord, bless the one delivering your holy word. Lord, we believe, your God, that you're going to bless tremendously and that we will praise and glorify you for the blessings that you have extended unto us. And we shall give you glory. We shall give you honor and know that you have done great things. And we bless you now. Come on and give God a hand praise right now where you are. Come on and give God a hand praise. Amen, amen. God bless. God bless you. We love you. Sister Kirk, I mean, Sister Christina, Brother Kirk, come, come with the baby. Amen. God bless you. Dismissed. Amen. We love you in Jesus' name. Thank you for 18 beautiful years.